Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Blog Talk Radio. You've been fused in misery and scorn before you arrive. And all the while there's trouble and trial that's bearing you down. And all you see is suffering and strife. There's really no doubt that spicy is right. I'm telling you indeed, some sugar's what you need to sweeten your life. In all the world of struggle and woe and ending in pain Just one thing I really do know that you understand When you're in pain and all of despair It never seems soft, it never is fair We want you to love, she will be there to sweeten your life Sunday, August the 13th of 2017, and I again like to welcome you and I thank you for taking your time out this Sunday evening to share your energy with us. Uh, we have an exciting show this evening with a special guest, um, a brother who I've known for a few years. Uh, matter of fact, uh, we have traveled in circles musically for many a year, not knowing each other until we found out indeed that we had common interests. And um, I was just so delighted to find out that, that, that he was proactive in, in the community and various aspects, which he will explain to you later. And I'm excited about the fact that he just released the CD, which uh, is, is really getting raving reviews. And uh, that's one of the main reasons why we're here, for you to actually have the pleasure of listening to his, uh, his velvet voice and how he indeed is able to capture the attention of those who hear his music, both uh, intellectually, emotionally, and spiritually. Uh, his name is Steve Cromarty, and um, Steve is someone who has a, a, a background that is pretty eclectic. Uh, Steve is a jazz vocalist who delivers a smooth and melodic phrasing of songs and one who also cares about the message and the lyrics that he sings. He exudes wisdom and understanding, and that is a big thing with Steve. Although he has been practicing his craft for over 10 years prior to music's calling, he has a 
accomplished a successful career in the public sector, and during those years, the necessity of working well with people was paramount and an art that he still applies in his endeavors. In addition, Steve holds spiritual values that underpin his positive approach to life and his desire to lift others through beautiful, meaningful songs and melodies. Steve is an original New Yorker, born in Bedford-Stuyvesant, Brooklyn, where he grew up, and his parents' apartment was on the first floor above the tavern Jack's Bar and Grill. And from his earliest recollections, he remembers hearing Coltrane, Miles, and Nina Simone in those years there where jukeboxes had the latest jazz releases on them. It was too early for him to know who they were by, at that time, but those sounds seeped into his soul forever. And later, he played drums in junior high and high school, and his musical appreciation and musical knowledge was that much more established. Now, some years passed with no musical involvement, and he had a family to raise, and then he heard Eddie Jefferson, the godfather of vocalese, and he was smitten with what Eddie was doing, and that was the seed that blossomed into where Steve is today. He's a seasoned, textured, and matured vocalist, and his family bloomed as well. And after Eddie, his other influences were Oscar Brown Jr., Johnny Hartman, and Billy Eckstein. So at this point, without any further ado, I'd like to uh, welcome Steve to our show. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you, Wesley, very, very much, and uh, uh, very good to be with you and uh, be part of this uh, project of yours. Well, thank you so much. And I see you have your lovely wife with us. Uh, would you introduce us to the, uh, introduce her to the listening audience? Uh, Letty Cromedy. Yes, indeed. And I have my beautiful wife with us, Dr. Dora Gray. Uh, and it's really a pleasure to have all four of us together on this nice uh, summer Sunday evening. Um, I know that there's a lot that you have to share with us, and I'd like you to tell the audience a little bit about how you got started as a jazz singer. Well, as you uh, mentioned, uh, Jack's uh, Bar and Grill, which I grew up over, mm -hmm. uh, that music just seeped through the floors. So I had my earliest uh, remembrance, I'm hearing this music, and... Um, and it just stayed with me, affected me, and it's in my bones. Mm -hmm. um, I've, you know, so I had to find outlets to, um, uh, to share, to, to, to participate in it. And so um, <clears throat> in uh, junior high school, like you said, I played drums uh, and in high school. But nothing happened after that because I wasn't encouraged musically. But, again, you, you pretty much put it in context. Uh, when I heard Eddie, Je Eddie Jefferson, I mean, I had been listening to jazz the whole time. I've always been an aficionado. But when I heard Eddie Jefferson, I knew that that's what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Still, uh, with, a, with a family, young family, I wasn't going to be a starving artist. <laughs> <Right>. So uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I got out, you know, in, you know, just for a minute. Mm -hmm. And I said, no, I'm not going to go take that route. And, I, you know, so I went back to school, got my master's and stuff like that mm -hmm. at NYU. Mm -hmm and uh, pursued a career in the public sector. Um, and um, so many, actually decades passed, mm -hmm. there was a, um, uh, there was um, a description of my situation by uh, a brother named, um, it'll come to me. He said, uh, delayed but not denied. Ah, yes, yes. 
Yeah. And uh, indeed, that was became my story. So I was having a, 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 a birthday party, and uh, I invited uh, someone, uh, Enos Payne, <laughs> uh, who's passed on. Uh, he came to play. But before he came to play, my piano hadn't been placed by my son in years, so a piano tuner came. Uh, his name was Paul, and uh, he came and uh, started playing something. And um, I started playing, a, uh, singing a song that he was playing. I didn't even know the whole song because I didn't have a whole song at that time. This, this is 16 years ago or whatever. <clears throat> and um, so uh, he invited me to uh, come out to his uh, jam sessions um, and um, out in Valley Stream. And so I started going every every Monday, and 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 I built my voice up over four years. Mm, mm. But that wasn't even the public voice; that was just the beginning. That's the rudimentary uh, yes. aspect of preparation. Absolutely. Uh, but then that was before getting you know out out on stage in front of audiences, small and large. But anyway, um, then it, things happened quick after that because my nephew. Uh, Eric Wyatt, I had told him one day, I said, you know, I sound like as good as some of these people on WBGO, I thought. Yes, day, And the next day, this was, uh, you know, this was 2004. The next day he had uh, Rodney, Rodney Kendrick and um, uh, several other brothers, I can't think of the name right now at the, at the moment. Uh, prepared and we we made a CD. That was my first CD, and that was called "Stepping Out." Ah, and um, we, we went from there. Awesome, awesome. Well, the song that I just played at the beginning of the show, uh, "Sugar," yeah, which I think was written by uh, Stanley Tarantino. Yes, yeah, that that's really a song that strikes me, uh, you know, very closely because uh, one of my favorites, going back, I don't know when I came out. That was in the 80s, I believe. Mm -hmm. Uh, the early 90s, right? And I was so happy that you had that on your project, uh, <laughs> uh -huh, uh -huh. and you sang it just like you say any of the uh, the old pooners that are that have been renowned and known, uh, and and you have your own voice, mm -hmm. which I appreciate because a lot of singers and musicians try to emulate and, and sound like those masters that came before them. Uh, did you have any problem with uh, developing your own voice? Well, I put it this way. Um, it was said to me that all musicians, uh, all vocalists, because this was a vocalist who said it, <laughs> said that we're all thieves. Ah. So we steal from ah. each other. <laughs> However, how, like poets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> However, um, what you do is that you lend other uh, ways of, of, of the, you know, presenting your voice or whatever. And you incorporate it, mm -hmm. and uh, you try and ultimately, um, you know, that voice be that comes out with all that that, that you've taken in, the voice becomes yours. Yes, yes. You well, know? that's sort of. But then anybody that has any integrity wants to sound like himself or herself. Right, right. And and, and I think that right now we have, especially in the male department, uh, not that many male singers in the jazz genre who uh, are actually making any any new innovative uh, inroads in terms of, uh, you know, what type of projects they produce, the songs they select. I mean, we have a mutual friend, uh, 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 what's his name, Gregory Porter, yes. who has walked past my house when I first met him, uh -huh. and I was tending to some flowers in our front yard, right. 
And he happened to stop by and he said, hey, this looks great, you know. And yeah. I said thank you and not knowing who he was, yes. you know, and very personable, yeah. unassuming, very humble uh -huh. um, spirit. And before I knew it, he was receiving a Grammy Award, you know. And it just tells me that, indeed, you never know what awaits you in terms of your talent and so forth. And, and I like your, your disposition. You're a very humble, um, loving, caring uh, individual. I must say that, you know, since I've met you from day one, uh, you wasn't pompous and, 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 you know, any type of airs. And I think that's one of the, the keys in, 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 in this life in terms of being successful, in terms of longevity. One can be successful, but it won't last for so long once people find where uh, you're coming from in terms of being a diva or someone who has a, a an inflated ego. So I appreciate it. Yeah, I, you know, I... Uh let me just step back for a second. I want to attribute to that comment about stealing to Grady Tate. Oh, one okay. Of one, of great, one, one of the great uh, vocalists and, yes. and, and, and great drummers yes, of yes. all time. Absolutely. And he told me that, uh, you know, one day we were talking, you know, out, out on the circuit. Yeah. And, um, yeah, but in terms of humility, I mean, there's no reason to be, for me, to be with nobody but myself, and and mm -hmm. and I'm I'm not you know that's that's all I'm trying to be, and the best person I can be. Absolutely. Uh, but you know, but love is the only thing. Well, I can't say I'm always loving, but but I I try to incorporate the love that God gives mm -hmm. uh, in my myself, mm -hmm. and uh, and then whatever else you know. My imperfections won't be as bad as as as, as they could be. Absolutely, because you brought him into the fold. Right. <laughs> right. right. Yes, I I love that. Um, so this new CD that you released is titled All My Tomorrows, and uh, you have quite a few cats on board with you who uh, really compliment you very well. Uh, did you play with them previously, or was so yeah, know. yeah, we played uh, we played off and on, uh, and and I I always I I was at two steps down for many years. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, Marcus Percy yeah. and Fort Greene, Clinton Hill. Yes, mm -hmm. on DeKalb Avenue. Yeah, DeKalb yeah. Avenue right? mm -hmm. and Vanderbilt. Yeah, yeah, for many years, uh, maybe six, seven years, I guess. And um, so Marcus Percy who's on p piano, mm -hmm. and uh, and uh, and Eric, uh, Eric White. No. Uh, Lemon. Eric Lemon oh, yeah. was yeah, uh, yeah. was also with me, and mm -hmm. we had different drummers. Uh, 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 so uh, I've always tried to keep uh, a group that was familiar as long as I could in ah. having the work to do. I mean, because these guys, you know, um, they they've got to they've got to play all the time because they're, they're professional musicians. Yes, I can afford. To not have a, a gig every 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 night or every week. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, I, I like to have a little, um, you know, rest in between, a little respite, you know, and then develop um, perhaps a new project or or, uh, or, or, or yeah yeah woodshed and mm -hmm. more songs that you know that, that describe what what needs to be described at, at a certain period of time. You mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. Well, that's that's good that you're able to actually have that space. Yeah. quite a few musicians out there. The so-called uh, the the starving artists, yeah. and they suffer. And I, I have a, a, a mutual friend of ours uh, who we have been debating as of late, and he wonders why people are not coming to the clubs uh, as frequently as they used to. 
and I try to, I, I learned this expression recently, 40, 40, 40, mm -hmm. meaning that you work 40 <coughs> hours a day and, and for 40 years, mm -hmm. and, and, you, and you get, uh, I mean, 40 hours a week for 40 years, and um, you retire on 40% of your gross pay, mm -hmm. where you couldn't even afford to live off 100%. Mm -hmm. So especially those of us, me being 73 years of age, mm -hmm. uh, and I know that most of our peers are somewhere, right. it would take five minus or plus right. in that same ra uh, range, and you're retired, mm -hmm. that we cannot afford, we don't have the discretionary income, mm -hmm. you know, to spend uh, 5200 $150 or more and to go to a club date, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. and because the clubs are not keeping up with inflation mm -hmm. in terms of what they're paying the musicians, and in some cases they leave it to the musician to uh, supply the audience to draw people through the door, and they give them a cut of the door, and it's very asinine policies which are not for the benefit of the artists, mm -hmm. and uh, something has to be done about that. And then, of course, we have the other piece in terms of health, we cannot afford to be staying up late like we used to. Right. You know, we cannot afford to be um, getting drunk <laughs> and imbibing mm -hmm. and, and, and mm -hmm. et cetera, not mm -hmm. eating the right, the right types of uh, uh, food and diet. So there's a lot to say about what's going on, and I think your route in terms of producing your own CD is one of the things to do because the young uh, performers, especially in the hip-hop and rap community, they're independently produced. And they have a following, mm -hmm. and they know how to market. So I think that's something that we could perhaps, as elders, learn how to emulate in terms of you know. Well, well, it's it's a uh, it's an expensive undertaking to to produce a good CD. Yes, yeah. because there's uh, uh, essential steps in, involved uh, with the marketing, with with the presentation of the of the thing, uh, to produce it, having the right musicians. I'm very proud of this and thank. Thank God, because it did come out exactly as I wanted it to be. This, because this is my document. This Absolutely. is where I stand now. This is where I've come to, mm -hmm. and and fortunately, it, it works for me. Uh -huh. uh, so I'm, I'm if if I could play it, because you know, you know, I'm my worst critic, you know, and and we play it and we like it, you know. So yeah. I'm I'm proud to be able to give it to other people. So uh, and 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 it's it's real jazz. It's it's not. Um, um, you know, flavored. You know, it it, it stands on it's on the show. Yes, it stands on the shows of of our forebears of of Coltrane and 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 Miles and people of that nation. Now, of course, they were they was they were uh, instrumentalists, but mm -hmm. but all of that goes those parts of the ingredients and, and you know the people that you mentioned before, yeah. Eddie Jeffers and all of them sound like Oscar Eddie Brown Jeffers, Jr. Oscar Brown. All those people, all of those are in in ingrained in my. Uh, Awesome. My thoughts. Wonderful. Well, we're going to take a short break right now. Okay. And when we come back on, I'd like you to share your experience with Oscar Brown Jr. Okay. I think that would be a, an excellent way to start off. Today. I might not have a thing at all Except a dream or two But I've got lots of plans for tomorrow 
And all my tomorrows belong to you Right now may not seem like spring at all We're drifting and the laughs are few But I've got rainbows planned for tomorrow And all my tomorrows belong to you No one knows better than I That luck keeps passing me by That's fate But with you there at my side, I'll soon be turning the tide. Just wait. As long as I have arms at all, it's you I'll be clinging to. And all the dreams I dream Beg or borrow On some bright tomorrow Will all come true And all my bright tomorrows Belong Wonderful. That's such a beautiful melody. Beautiful. Yeah, really a beautiful ballad. Yeah. Uh, how did you come up? That's All My Tomorrows, right? Yeah, that's Which is the title of your CD? The title of the CD, yes. yes. Well, as you know, we're in a in the fourth quarter. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I used to say I'm in the second half. I'm, I'm in the fourth quarter. Now, you're 73, I'm 71. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. But uh, every day is a blessing. And, uh, you know, the Lord has given us an opportunity to still create and mm-hmm. still live and, and, and share. Yes. So all all my tomorrows is um, what it's all about. And, awesome. You know. Awesome. Well, I think that uh, a lot of us can appreciate that. Uh, I'd like before I go any further, could you share with the listening audience how they can contact you, your website, and uh, number that they can call. <laughs> In terms of bookings and et cetera? Yeah. I just want to say that uh, Craig Haynes used to play with us a, a lot. Uh, Craig? Yes, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, the, 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 the son of uh, the, the great uh, Roy Haynes. Lloyd Roy Haynes. Yes. Yeah. yeah I, my contact information is uh, either um, my, you know, for gigs at Columbia, my cell phone, 917 685 My uh, website is uh, www.com. Steve Cromedy dot com. You me your last name? C R O M I T Y dot com. Uh or my email. Uh and that would be uh S Cromedy um S R for senior mm-hmm. at on uh, at Gmail dot com. Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. And uh while we're dealing with contact information, my website is drums of change dot com. That's drumsofchange.com. And at my website, um, I have a portal where you can purchase uh, African drums 
and other instruments, as well as books that uh, I have, which uh, relate to shows that I've had in the, in, in, in the previous times. I've had over 92 shows, so this show included will be accessed, can be accessed on our archive. So I just want you, uh, those of you who are listening, to share our show uh, with your friends and associates and family members so that indeed we can uh, enhance our community. So without any further ado, let's talk more about uh, this uh, CD release and, um, and also uh, how is it going in terms of being received and well, uh, well pe people are not buying CDs now very much. Uh -huh. uh, it was uh, actually uh, born on, uh, it, well, it came out on the market on January of uh, uh, 2015. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've got some really great uh, reviews from it, uh, you know, nationally and internationally. Um, and there's still more to be uh, obtained uh, from this, this, uh, this work. I'm not in a rush of making another CD uh, right now because I'm still enjoying this one. And, and, and it has got a, a, a wide circuitry, you know, um, because you, 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 I have to do most of the stuff myself because I, I don't have a manager. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, my, I promote to the, to the extent that I promote. And um, that, that leaves a lot to be desired at times, yes. you know, because there's two things is, as a performer, you, you either have somebody to do these things for you or you have to do it yourself. Yes. And um, while you have to do your own promoting, uh, you, you're losing time on, on you know, the musical development, mm -hmm. um, you know, really digging into a song or playing with the piano mm -hmm. uh, and developing a song. So, but that's the nature of the beast. You have to do both. And right. if, you end it, if you're in it, this is what you do. Absolutely. And you don't cry about it because that's, what, that's the way it goes. Mm -hmm. Everyone has had to pay those but, dues. But, but it is, yeah, exactly. But uh, it would be lonesome a little bit if you, if, if you looked at it that way because you, there's a lot of things you could otherwise be doing that you won't be doing that you see your friends doing, you know, hanging out and just, just having nothing to do and talking about nothing necessarily. But you've got to be serious about what you're doing mm -hmm. to make uh, which uh, the results come out the way you want it to be, mm -hmm. especially when you're performing. Absolutely. When you get up on the stage and when you're in front of people, you want to deliver um, perfectly. Mm -hmm. Now, nothing is ever perfect, but you but that's your goal. To the best of your ability. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, that's that's a lot to be said. Uh, I mentioned Oscar Brown Jr. before we went into break, and uh, he had something to say. I have here a review of your recording by uh, Cadence Magazine and. Rob Crocker from WBGO, and indeed uh, also Oscar Brown Jr. Share with the listening audience about what Oscar had to say about your your voice. Well, Oscar first said, uh, as I recall, said uh, it is uh, uh, it is right straight ahead. Uh, he uh, he said it's uh, authentic. Um, he said that you need to. Um, develop your breathing more. Mm -hmm. This is some years ago. Mm -hmm. And because 80% of singing is breathing. Yes. And uh, so I, it, it, it just made, made me that much more conscience, conscious of uh, the technique of breathing. breathing. And, you know, and, and it's something that you have to do every day if you can mm -hmm. uh, to develop your lungs and, and, stuff and, and so that you can um, have the breath of 
a, a voice that you need. So that was that, that was his recommendation at that time. But I was Oscar Brown was such a heartfelt musician to to me. I I, I love the guy. That, you know, he's my one of my favorite, if not my favorite, uh, composers, along with uh, uh, Har Silva. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know. So, 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 so those. Yeah. 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 And my favorite song. My favorite song is Janine. Oh yes. Uh, yes. Yes. You know, yes. and that's on the CD, and that mm-hmm. that's uh, written. The music was by Dick Pearson. Uh-huh. Yeah, Janine. I think I might play that uh, when we take our next break, so the listening audience can get a a a a, a sampling of of uh, most of your CD, most of your release. Mm-hmm. Um, now you you had the pleasure of meeting Oscar Brown Jr. Grady Tate, right? Who also uh, made leaps and bounds in terms of being not only being a drummer, mm-hmm. but being a, uh, a widely acclaimed singer. Right. Uh, another person, George Benson, mm-hmm. did the same thing. Uh, he was known for being a guitarist, right. jazz guitarist. Right. You know, top shelf. Mm-hmm. And then he turned around and started singing, and, yeah. and became very more renowned as a singer. Mm-hmm. Than as a guitarist, right. I've had here um, Stanley Banks has been oh, yeah. in our home, and we did a show with him. Okay, and uh, that was around the same week that Al Jarreau passed away. Oh, okay. And he was sharing with us how uh, Al was very sick for a number for a long period of time, mm-hmm. a couple of years. Oh. And as you know, Stanley, he's a vegetarian. Yeah. And a health enthusiast. Uh, has been sharing with us throughout the jazz community right. uh, the importance of taking care, uh, uh, being healthy, and having a healthy um, lifestyle right. as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like a, almost an oxymoron of, of being healthy, but spending nights in clubs and where there's drinking and and uh, clicking of glasses and slapping on the back and, and staying up late, not yeah. getting sufficient sleep. Yeah. You know, you can only do that. But so long, mm-hmm. and as my wife likes to share with mm-hmm. me, Dora says, you know, it's a sign of insanity when you keep doing the same thing, yeah. expecting different results. Yeah. So I was so happy to know that you are a family man and that you do take care of your health and and, and that you have a, a spiritual home, which you're pretty very proactive in. And I would be remiss if I didn't bring up the fact that, indeed, uh, for the last couple of days we've had things happening here in the United States, uh, which I think is something that we need to address. Um, it was the, it has been, going back thousands of years, in the villages in Africa, uh, those that were progressive and held on to their ritual, that the musician was designated as the healer, mm-hmm. uh, the one who actually uh, conveyed uh, uh, health practices Mm-hmm. And also provided music that was healing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, somehow along the line, since our ancestors were brought to this country some 400 plus years ago, mm-hmm. uh, that has been turned around 180 degrees, right. if not more, where we might provide healing uh, balm, you know, for the soul, if you will, through jazz and other uh, musical idioms. But we uh, wind up becoming, in some cases, more of a detriment to our community in terms of our health practices. Um, and I think that what's happening now uh, with uh, number 45 in office and uh, with uh, those people who are embracing his particular uh, dogma and his uh, posture with regard to minorities and women and so-called immigrants and so forth, mm-hmm. that indeed we're, we have an opportunity 
to truly be able to convey uh, to our uh, community a music that is truly healing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I like what you said about All My Tomorrows, uh, the fact that we're in our fourth quarter, uh, you and I in terms of our age. But um, <coughs> as elders, I think it's upon us. I'm involved with a group uh, that has an international base throughout the African diaspora where this, they have established what they call the Council of Elders. And I think that one of the things that I admire, uh, such as Louis Armstrong, who recently had a birthday, mm -hmm. uh, he was an elder that really was an activist. You know, he was actually an ambassador, yeah. uh, if I recall. And um, their other, Horace Silver, was an elder who was an activist in terms of help. I think he was a vegetarian. Um, United States of Mind. His CD, United States. Oh, I'm not familiar with that one. Oh, I have to share that with you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He talks about, I had a little talk with my stomach, and I've decided to keep him straight. We've had a mutual agreement, and we're going to da 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 da. He talks about his limbs and 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 good eating and, awesome. and all this kind of thing. I'll have to uh, share it. it. That came out in the '70s or, mm -hmm. or mid '70s, mm -hmm. and uh, you know it's. Uh, it, it's uh, it's all about health and and wealth uh, and the wealth of health, you know. Absolutely, I think that that's something that perhaps we can have a dialogue about in the future. Mm -hmm. And those of us in our particular circle who are amenable to embracing that concept, that we could uh, before we pass on, mm -hmm. that we can leave that as a legacy. Uh, I think that that's something that's waiting to be to be to happen, as it were, mm -hmm. you know. So uh, my wife and I both we're vegetarians. I'm. Mm -hmm. For what 20 or 20, 28 years or so, oh, 30. Uh, 30 years, oh, and we God. just became vegan. Mm -hmm. And she's been going on nine years, I think. About 10. 10? Okay. Uh, you know, we don't have to all become vegetarians or vegan, mm -hmm. but we can be mindful, as she was mentioning, that in terms of what we do with our body, what we consume. Mm -hmm. I know you, 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 you mix up your work. Would you want to share with the listening audience what you do in terms of health? Just a brief of what you shared earlier. Well, really and truly, I just know that you are what you eat. Right. And it's very important to be conscious about a healthy lifestyle so that it's not just said, it's practice. You know, with every move that you make and everything that you ingest into your system, to be mindful of what you eat. Absolutely. Portions, very important. Again, vegetables, fruits, water the things that hydrate your body so that you don't become inflamed, you know, and that's the goal, to live a healthy lifestyle and to, as you said, promote it by, by practice. Mm -hmm. And those around you, they understand because you are what you choose, whether it's um, in public or in private. Mm -hmm. And then we have an 80-20 rule that you can't always, you know, stay on it totally because of social obligations. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to be a burden in a social circle. Sometimes you must cheat. Twenty percent, eighty percent, you're on it. Absolutely. At least that's our goal. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, we're going to take another break. But that being said, before you break, I just want to mention that Emmanuel Harrell uh -huh. was one of our drummers as well. Yes. Uh, back in in um, uh, at two steps down, and he, he plays with he's he's the drummer of Greg Porter. Oh, interesting. Ah, okay. I have to remember that. Emmanuel Howell. Yeah, Harold. Yes. Yep. Uh, well, just going back just for a, a second, a couple of seconds, uh, two steps down.
down. He had, what's his name, uh, Slaughter, Ulysses Slaughter. Ulysses Slaughter, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Brady, Brady, Brady uh, the sister, uh, Carla Cook came through there. Uh, yeah, time. that was that was actually before me, but oh, yeah, okay. sure, yeah. Yeah, I, I go back mm -hmm. during that mm -hmm. period, and mm -hmm. that's about 35 years ago, 30 mm -hmm. years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So we're going to be back, back uh, in a couple of minutes. And I, again, I want to thank the listening audience for tuning in with us this evening. And those of you who are listening, if you'd like to share your thoughts with myself or Steve, uh, please uh, uh, push the number one button, and that will indicate that you're raising your hand, and it would be a pleasure to have you share your thoughts with us. My little boat is like a note Bouncing merrily along Here it's flashing up a song The sails are white, the sky is bright Heading out into the blue With a crew of only two Where we can share love's salty air On a paradise that's afloat Not a care have we On my little boat the wind is still, we feel the thrill of a voice heaven bound, though we only drift around. Warmed by the sun, two hearts are one, beating in enchanted bliss, melting in each other's kiss. When daylight ends and slyly sends little stars to twinkle brightly above, it's goodbye to my little boat of love. Higgins' uh, uh, flute on that. Oh, Patience Higgins? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he, did you say also a tenor? He, he's a uh, tenor player, uh -huh. uh, fundamentally, yeah. and, but he can play that flute, too. Oh, yes. He reminds me of um, James Baldwin a little bit, mm -hmm. in terms of being as added, you know. Well, Baldwin played was more of an altruist than, than a tenor or tenorist. Well, a flute, I mean. Oh, a flute. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he played the hell yeah. out of the flute, yeah. yeah. He's on Freddie's, uh, yeah. most of his uh, major releases. I yeah. think Sugar was one. No, Tarantino had Sugar. Uh -huh. That was the title of his album. Um, yeah, the Boston Over is something that uh, I, I became involved with when I first heard it. Uh, college uh, Domain, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, just the host. And even, you know, Dora, uh, she's a musician and plays about uh, five instruments. Oh, really? Wow. And I used to be a music teacher. Matter of fact, she still is when you have the opportunity to teach, but not officially. But um, we've performed a couple of times in, on guitar. You, you got enamored with Boston Over. I think I had. Flatland. 
On violin, yes, okay. Yeah, he's <laughs> for violin and guitar. Um, and I think one of the things about it is that it's so relaxing. And I think that's another show in terms of how music affects us mm-hmm. uh, spiritually and psychologically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been proven, of, I think I first read about it in Psychology Today mm-hmm. from 35, 40 years ago, how uh, there are certain communities, such as in the Japanese community, mm-hmm. uh, they play music uh, through the unborn child, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and in a certain cadence, they found mm-hmm. out that uh, the meter and the cadence of um, music written by Beethoven mm-hmm. or Bach, right. you know, that it soothes the child mm-hmm. and assists in brain development. Yeah. And yeah. I dare say that indeed from the African influence that in, uh, music by Coltrane, uh, Alice mm-hmm. Coltrane, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, even from Brazil, such mm-hmm. as Bossa Nova, mm-hmm. can have um, a comparable effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, without my digressing any further, share with us more about the about your journey? Well, um, I, um, it's my passion. Mm-hmm. I, I uh, you know, in terms of music and singing, mm-hmm. um, I have other things that I do. Of course, uh, I'm a deacon in my church, uh, First Baptist of Crown Heights on Eastern Parkway in Rogers, because mm-hmm. uh, I'm definitely faith, faith-based. Yes. Now, you know that uh, I was in a trade center before it... Uh, Ah yes, I'm happy you mentioned that. It 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 uh, imploded. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was on the 73rd floor. Because you worked at a company. Uh, yeah, a, yeah, I worked for municipality. Yeah, the city. I I worked for the Port Authority of uh-huh. uh, New York, New Jersey, and to I retired from. Yes. After 25 years, and um, uh, I witnessed people after the 9/11. They just did not know up from down and down from up because they were just so demoralized for what we people went through yes. in terms of seeing people, you know, flying out the windows and, and, and all the death that occurred. Now, you know, if, if you don't have an anchor when something like that happens, you really don't know, you know, um, how to deal with, with that kind of dramatic adversity. And and, and that, that really uh, cemented my, my spirituality then. It, I already already had it because, you know, because my my mother was um, was a Baptist, and I guess we've become whoever our parents were, you know. Yes, yes. In, a, in a lot of respects, but it, and it really doesn't matter as long as you believe, mm-hmm. yeah, you believe in in a higher power, power that mm-hmm. that uh, you know you do your best and he does the rest, that kind of thing. Absolutely, you know. And uh, so anyway, I just saw people just just really be discombobulated. And I was, I was okay. I, I won't say I was okay. It took me a year to get over it. Don't get, you know, don't get yeah. me wrong, because the devastation was was as deep as 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 as, as the tales uh, reflect. But anyway, uh, so anyway, I, I was already deacon then, so I, I was cool. I, I I didn't, you know, I didn't go off the handle and didn't didn't need, um, you know, psychology psychological, uh, you know, uh, uh, sessions. Anyway, so that I got that, and um, and I still do that, and and uh, I'm a member of Central Brooklyn Jazz Consortium. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an organization that's been around, I'm going to say, 16 years. I believe we have just had our 16th uh, anniversary uh, earlier um, <clears throat> in the summer, and uh, it's all about keeping jazz alive, mm-hmm. um, and. Um, that was something that was developed by G2 Wyosi, yes, who know. you know is a giant. Yes. 
yeah. uh, still, even though he's passed, the ancestors uh, was a giant in our community. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so uh, very proud to be associated with that. And my other involvement was 100 Black Men um, organization. That's uh, Steve Vaughn? Mm-hmm. So the founder, what's his name? Well, there, uh, there, that was founded by a, uh, a police officer back in, I'm going to say, the 50s. Oh, yeah, okay. Because it, it, it occurred after um, some um, uh, uh, sister who the police um, brutalized, you know, in terms of the handling. And, and, and this officer was uh, high-ranking. I think he was a captain at the time. Mm-hmm. And he brought together D- David Dinkins and uh, people of that yes. nature. Uh, and they developed uh, the 100 Black Men. Because there's another 100 Black Men of police officers. Yeah, that was when Eric Adams was part yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. No, this is separate yeah. from that. Okay. You know, the, the World Trade Center, I, I, I was about 30 blocks away from them when, when the buildings came down and uh, participated in an impromptu prayer circle, hmm. and uh, it was quite an experience for me. I wasn't, of course, as traumatized as you were with being uh-huh. inside the buildings and trying to get out, um, but it did affect me, uh, and of course, as you mentioned, my spiritual base allowed me to uh, be able to cope with that, mm-hmm. uh, but I've always been mindful of the fact that there are so many people who are now um, functioning uh, or experiencing a functional um post-traumatic nervous breakdown syndrome, if you will, mm-hmm. where they still were affected by that. Mm-hmm. And what's been happening is of late, mm-hmm. uh, with the election that we just had, mm-hmm. uh, and also for the last couple of days being traumatized with the uh, the far right, mm-hmm. um, um, that they're, they're being more traumatized. Mm-hmm. And it just has exacerbated uh, the trauma, as it were. Mm, yeah. So music like yours is, is very much needed in terms of healing. Uh, uh, especially those, the, the type of music that's dealing with higher self mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. opposed to lower self. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to get deep into that, but we do have within every idiom and genre lower self-oriented yeah. type of music. Yeah. So uh just wanted to get your thoughts in terms well, of that. Well, first of all, um, there there's, could be some parallel between the trauma that we just mentioned by 9-11 and the trauma that we're experiencing uh, watching uh, that that what took place yesterday in Virginia, mm-hmm. and and it uh, it affects us all, um, and you know to see the the, the reoccurrence and, and rise of the Ku Klux Klan, and and and, and the white supremacists, I mean they just can't have uh, enough privilege, mm-hmm. you know they, their ancestors are uh, mothers and and, and uh, uh, generations weren't slaves. Uh, who brutalized and 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 um, uh, prevented from reading, and and, and um, you know their, their uh, ancestors taken away from them because on the slave block, all, all the things that that we our, our forefathers have gone through, mm-hmm. you know. But like uh, uh, the the poet says, and still we rise. Yes, indeed. You know, yes, and, indeed. and um, so yeah, I, I'm going to keep a positive tone about that. I, I and I know that God has a um, absolutely. He's at work at this, you know, yes. and, and that keeps me going too. I mean, I'm I'm a, I, it uh, it saddens me to, to watch it. However, I flip that, you know, as soon as you know, I start to think about it again 
because you know God is at work, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we're we're not in control of anything anyway. Absolutely. And so we you know, let him do what he has are. to do. Absolutely. You know, but but that does not mean that we should not be proactive mm-hmm. and and and, uh, and, and, and keep on top of, of things. And, and well, I'm so happy to hear you say that because uh, I think a, a lot of people need to be encouraged to know that indeed God is is the controller. And that uh, our ancestors went through far more than what we're going through, right. and, and they were able to pull through. Um, and we just have to, I think, keep steadfast in knowing that we all individually have a role to play. Yeah. You know that mm-hmm. uh, we, as long as we're righteous with ourselves, love ourselves, um, try to exude and, and uh, act on the best of our uh, abilities, find our purpose. Right you know, and to be steadfast with mm-hmm. that. And then to seek others, mm-hmm. you know, people, places, and things, mm-hmm. to be around those people of kindred spirits and, and, and who are also uh, looking forward to bettering uh, the condition of our community without compromise. Yeah. You know, I think that that's something that's very important. Hung, would you like to share anything, uh, any thoughts about that? First, I'd like to say aloha to the audience. Thank you for tuning in with us this afternoon. And uh, my thoughts basically are just keep your head to the sky. Absolutely. I, I can't I can't emphasize that mm-hmm. so much in the in the writings that I in the writings that I do. I'm always talking about how something negative. I I start with something negative and then I like to elevate it. Right. At the end of something positive. Mm-hmm. So, so basically, I can't emphasize, just keep your head to the sky. Yes, yes. Thank you for sharing that. I'd just like to add, you know, as Malcolm said, this is uh, chickens coming home to roost. I said that. And so, so, yes. so uh, this had to come to a head yes. when 45 was, uh, you know, became the president. Absolutely. And he brought all this ilk with him, you know, yes. all this, this negativity. And so it has to run its course. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, we we just we have to be uh, uh, vigilant. We have to do everything we possibly can. We have to share information and be on top of this until this tide, um, you know, it changes. It's, you know? it's a cycle. I'm happy we yeah. used the word tide. Mao Zedong <laughs> made a statement. Uh, I don't think it was in the Red Book, but uh, you know he was a poet, and like my wife is as well. And he says that revolutions are like tidal waves. <laughs> Unless you put on the head of an oceanographer, you are not cognizant of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the oceanographer knows that when you have a tidal wave, mm-hmm. it it comes to the shore mm-hmm. and disrupts mm-hmm. uh, the 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 elements of the shore, mm-hmm. homes, grass, sand, whatever, and then it resides, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then it comes back again. Mm-hmm. You know, so in our lifetime, I I didn't know the word on tsunami. You know, right. 15 years ago. Right. No. But uh, they yeah. use the the they shared the writer that I read this article on. He says that the fishermen knew that there was a tsunami coming. Uh, right. And they and they exactly rolled back to, to shore, yeah. telling people and what have you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, those that were very young mm-hmm. did not take heed because right. they had no knowledge of that. Right. Right. So not to digress anymore, but I had to share that mm-hmm. that anecdote mm-hmm. with you. Mm-hmm. When you said the word wave, yeah. um, that uh, indeed this is a wave, this is a cycle, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, those of us who don't go to, who haven't been to war, mm-hmm. and, and been into the horror 
mm-hmm. of what war entails, mm-hmm. uh, we've had our own experience as people of, of African descent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that energy is passed on from generation to generation. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, I think it's nullified if you're not sober, mm-hmm. if you're not in a sober state, yeah. which, again, gets into being in a state of prayer, yeah. eating the right foods, getting the proper yeah. rest, thinking the proper thoughts, yeah. you know, and then now you can tune in to that to that energy yeah. that he just shared. Too, real, real, too, real quick, um, yeah, yeah, so this is cyclical. What's, what we're going through now, because ev- after every period seems mm-hmm. a, a pro- progress, yes. it becomes a, a, a regression. Yes. You know, yes. so we have to go through this regression and be ready for how it, how it uh, turns itself around. And uh, be you know have our, our ducks in a row at that point in time. But unfortunately, there's a lot of us who are not thinking about what's going on now. Mm-hmm. Who same folk that said, well, it doesn't matter whether she gets in or he gets in. Mm-hmm. Ah. So when you have people that are, are that um, <clears throat> unaware of the difference, you know, it's 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 hard to turn things around. And then our young people also have to be, you know. Um, lift it up, you know, uh, because we need to really make them understand what they um, can expect if they're not prepared, you know, for this world, because it's, they'll take us down in a minute. Absolutely. I'm, I'm happy you touched upon that. And it, I mean, there's so more. I'd like to have you on the show again. Again, excuse me. <clears throat> so we can touch upon this area. Uh, with you being a grandfather, I think five, Yes, yes, that's, that's one of my ha- happiest uh, uh, <laughs> subjects. My, my, let me start real quick with my grand. grand first of all, in, in my little family, my little core family, we believe that every generation should do as good or better. Right. And so my my uh, my grandson got a four year academic scholarship to Penn State. Oh, congratulations! Yes, congratulations. thank you, thank you. Wonderful. Yeah. And uh, and and at least three of my granddaughters, I got. Four, Four granddaughters and one grandson, uh-huh. and uh, at least at least two of them are, are uh, honor students, or so maybe a third is an honor student. And uh, so I'm very proud of my sons, who who uh, we we couldn't have done better and uh, raising, and because you never know. I mean, you know, but yeah, but you know, the bottom line is just being there. Absolutely. You know, yeah. and and making sure that you ride out the waves with them, and then. Yeah. And, and, you know, they both got their masters, and they're okay. Awesome. Know, good. So, you know, I think awesome. I'm very happy. And, and, and I, I also think of there are certain communities where they think of one, two, and three generations ahead, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, and, and I think that's not unique. That is an Afrocentric mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, mindset, mm-hmm. uh, philosophy mm-hmm. that we've lost. Yeah. So when I have got to give something back, you know, got to give something back, and you leave this earth, you know, secession planning, right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So we have about five minutes left, and I almost forgot to to have you share with the listening audience that you have a date coming up. Oh uh, yeah, for a a, a performance. Thank thank you. Yes, uh, as a matter of fact, I have two. Mm -hmm. Um, Thursday at seven o'clock, I'll be at the Ron McNair Park, that's on Eastern Parkway in Washington right across the street from Brooklyn Museum. Mm-hmm. That is something that uh, there's a uh, performance there every Thursday, not my own, but I, I'll be there this Thursday. But uh, uh, Richard, um, Richard Green, Richard Green yes. uh, has, has, has uh, put those uh, uh, performances on for a number of years now, mm-hmm. and so I'll be there Thursday. And then Sunday I'll be at uh, Milk River, 
960 Atlantic Avenue between Washington and Grand, three blocks down from the Barclay Center. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll have my all-star uh, court, uh, quartet with me, uh, Richard Clemens on uh, uh, keyboard, Gene uh, Gee on saxophone, Lonnie Plexico on bass, and uh, Dwayne Cook Broadnex on drums. And we get started at 6 and we're in 6 to 9. Mook River is a very nice place, one of the nicest places in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. I took you there. We've been there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. How many sets are you doing? Exactly? Two, uh, two sets, two, two sets, sets okay. uh, of about 45 minutes at the piece. Uh-huh. Is there food being served? Oh, yeah. Well? Yeah, they have wonderful food. Great. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's it, the cover is $10. Okay, $10. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Great. So um, that's going to be at Moon River. Right? No, no, uh, no River, Milk River. River. Milk River. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of the song Moon River. <laughs> <laughs> that did was you, a 40 slip there. <laughs> did you want to play a little Janine going out? Sure. Then why don't we do that? That'd be great. My favorite song. Okay. For no reason except for this. It, 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 I like the words. I like the the, the tempo because I like the swing. And uh, uh, and, I, and, I, and Oscar Brown Jr. is one of my, if not my favorite. Yes, uh, you're having a little technical no problem. difficulty. Uh, so would sugar be a, another? Nice. Uh, yeah, you started out with that, you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Come up. That's a great song. Okay. So again, uh, I'm your host, Barbara Wesley Gray, uh, speaking to you live from Brooklyn, New York. It was indeed a pleasure to have you on board with us, uh, listening and sharing your time this evening. Uh, those of you throughout the uh, Triborough, uh, Tri-State area and beyond. And uh, Steve, I want to thank you so much for uh, Very welcome, uh, coming to our studio, mm-hmm. our home, and, and your wife, uh, Letty. It was a pleasure to have you with us as well. And of course, my, uh, my, my beloved wife, Dora, I thank you so much for assisting me and being part of this production and part of my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so Uh, Without any further ado, please stay tuned uh, next week, same time, and we will have uh, more to share with you uh, regarding grassroots holistic health energy. You've been fused in misery and scorn before you arrive. And all the while there's trouble and trial that's bearing you down. And all you see is suffering and strife. There's really no doubt that spicy is right. I'm telling you indeed, some sugar's what you need to sweeten your life. In all the world of struggle and woe and ending in pain Just one thing I really do know that you'll understand When you're in pain and all of despair It never seems soft, it never is fair We want you to love, she will be there to sweeten your life
Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 